0: So we have a lot of gingers today. Uh, hey, your next comedian, he's also on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay!
1: Accent, God damn it. <laughs> Keith, I too was snubbed once by the fantastic Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and it left a scar on my soul. But you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not dwelling on it. <laughs> Deep into the hat. What are you on a scale from 1 to 10? Son of a bitch!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm under 5'9", I know that, on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> So I'm like half, I guess, like a five. I'm like a five, five. Don't read too much into that. (laughs) I mean, amongst gingers, I'm like, I'm like a daddy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But then I got short guys, like among short guys. I gotta be like a 10 among short guys. But bald guys, bald guys are like bald and virile guys. I'm just like losing a little bit. Not one of them. (laughs) The best grilled cheese. I actually don't really eat a lot of grilled cheese, so I really have nothing to say on that. Should've left that for a, a funnier comic. Free, be truly free. There's a lot of feeling in that one. I feel one of the hippier people wrote that. Is this this like an act out? Free be truly free. Is that a commercial for one of those pills that you take? Like, could be for anything really. Bladder control, I guess. I'd like to be free, but I live in San Francisco. Or <laughs> well, as you know, it's hell of expensive here. I'm not going to fuck off. Free, be truly free. <laughs> I'm free from this microphone stand. Can you whistle? <laughs> Who can whistle here?) <laughs> Those from our seafaring days when I was, I used to roam the seven seas, catching cod. Those were the days. Not like you landlubbers, right? <laughs> Did you eat Play-Doh or paste as a kid? Both, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the 70s. That stuff was like nutritious back then. It was totally edible. That's why my gut bacteria is like Grr! can eat bones and just digest them. Who didn't eat Play-Doh and paste as a kid? You didn't? Oh. Girls! Girls didn't. The girls didn't. The girls didn't. This is part of every boy's diet growing up. And it was Elmer's glue, not paste. I didn't eat paste. That's like classier stuff. <laughs> I ate like the generic Joe's Six Pack Elmer's glue. Calcium, I think, is in that, actually. Hmm?
2: Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I gotta say, I don't actually recall the taste. It's probably pretty bland. I'm sure I just did it to impress a girl. Did it work?
2: <laughs>
1: There's no possible health. The worst sound? Oh, God, I know the worst sound. I know the worst sound. See, I work in plumbing, and uh, we were doing the stacks outside of an apartment building. The stack is like where all of your human effluence comes down and goes into the main sewer system underground. So it's that it's this big pipe out of here. We were fixing it, right? Replacing it. We put signs on everyone's door: "Hey, the plumbers are working here. You know, don't flush the toilet." and we're working there, and we heard this gurgle, this gurgle that could have only meant one thing, and we were just trapped under there. I mean, not 100% trapped. Luckily, most plumbers are big dudes, but we were two slender gentlemen, so we just got like thin as motherfucking, you can thinner than, like thinner than this thing, just got as thin as fucking possible, and let that shit splash all over the place. And that guy ate a lot of burritos and did not chew. Yeah. So that was just like hose it down and we're done for the day. Anyone got anything to compete with that? Anything? <laughs> Nothing. Anyone's, what's in second place, right? That's the worst sound. The day you found Jesus. I never found Jesus. I found a motherfucking Jesus a bunch of times, though. I found hella Jesuses. See, I work in plumbing. It's construction. There's a lot of... Which always made me wonder about Trump. Like, he claimed to work in construction, and then he's like... You know, those Mexicans, and like... Who the fucking construction makes fun of the Aztecs and the fucking Mayans, right? I mean, he obviously never been to a job site because there's a lot of fucking Mexicans there. Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm totally afraid of heights. Who isn't? (laughs) You're not afraid of heights? What do you do, roofing? Are you like Rosie the Riveter doing skyscrapers or something? No. You're just not afraid of heights at a desk job. That's well, like a marketable skill.
3: VR helps you overcome
1: heights. <laughs> VR? VR.
3: You gotta pretend. You get used to
1: it. <laughs> That's VR. I'm talking about heights where you could actually <laughs> fall and break your ass. Where you get all that vertigo and shit. Heights. Yeah, so it's a good thing I was short, right? Afraid of heights. If I was tall, I'd be falling all the time. Is that why tall people fall all the time? Tall people fall a lot. I do not trust skinny cooks. I don't believe in that. How's that supposed to be funny? Not trust skinny cooks. That seems valid, right? They can get exercise, or they have... Metabolisms or something. They don't have to be fat. Are you guys like that? Are you guys sizists?
2: <laughs>
1: all judgy because the cook's not fat? Yes. You are? Yes. <laughs> be true to yourself. <laughs> My pants are too tight. Hell no, man. I don't like tight pants, skinny jeans, all that shit. I don't get it. How do you move around? It makes my package look bigger. (laughs) Honey, I'm up here, I'm up here. (laughs) It makes my package look bigger. It would scrunch it all up. (laughs) And I I need generous use of pocket. (laughs) Like skinny jeans, no way. I used to have a, a fanny pack so I could carry stuff around it, but the zipper broke. I was famous for my fanny pack. Renowned, even. And now without that, I got to carry everything in my pocket, so skinny jeans are just out. Last pull. Last pull. This one has an emoji on it. (laughs) My friend Totoro. Is that like a, you know what this is? (laughs) Totoro. So more Japanese. <laughs> totoro So I'm not into this shit, man. I I grew up when like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mel Blanc. Mel Blank, exactly. Yosemite Sam. People have accused me of being Yosemite Sam, but by the way, they've said that I look like. These. Yeah, I used to play on this rugby team, and when I would, I would get fiery sometimes. And that to make fun of me, they would go like, like, like I was being like I was being the most angry thing possible. Like yeah, Maddie, I'm all mad. That was that was that's my cartoon reference. I don't know no. Totoro. All right, that's it for me, Muni Radio. Sayonara.
0: Not know who my friend Totoro is. All right, that's I learned things. It's this, it's this big fluffy thing, and there's this little girl, and their mom is sick, and it's a really good movie. And it's a big fuzzy creature that's like better than a cat. And there's a cat bus in that movie. The cat bus is the best part of that. Uh, well, I'll sh- we'll, sh- we'll watch it sometime. We'll show it on the on the wall there. It'll be excited. Uh, your next comedian. I'm excited to see what she does with the hell hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gene Yee. Yay.
4: There's just something about me that screams death metal. <laughs> Actually, was that death metal? FC would know. You seem to know everything. No. Were you the one who knew what Totoro was? Uh, yeah. So, a creature, a cartoon creature that showed emotion like an emoji, right, Sam? Sam Pam. That was really weird. <laughs> Must be the contact high that I got from just touching the edible that I allegedly was paid in. <laughs> So I regret not um, not applying to the mutiny Radio Festival. I really, but I hear you get rejected the first year. <laughs> so, so maybe <laughs> oh no. The worst thing about SF now, how am I supposed to make that funny? Maybe if I just stand here awkwardly and not say what I want to say. <laughs> and that'll be okay. The worst thing about SF now is that I was mistaken for a Tinder date today. (laughs) I was. Um, I walked I was at an open mic before this, and before this, uh, before the open mic, before this, before this, and a guy walks into the bar and he's like, are you Jessa? (laughs) I'm like, no, and he kind of snorts and keeps walking. And I was like, I could be a Jessa, <laughs> like it's possible. And then he walks to the other Asian in the bar <laughs> and she was Jessa. And then they sat in the front row and then I tried to make fun of them and it didn't work out very well, so now I'm here. Can <laughs> I just say, no, not real, you would it's never. I just, it, it's been dead for years. it dead for <laughs> time. How many years? years. I, I Two years, know. okay. Three, like no, one 10, year. Like
0: 12, 15, 17 years. It's been dead forever. Years. It's
4: like I'm from, like from Russia or something. What kind of, what kind of animal is this? I think it's a fox. How did you know that? <laughs> do you yeah, know I your furs? No, I'm just like threatening you with it. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay to do here? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a, it'd be worse if I had like a beer because then the undercover cops would like get us. But, um. I am just. Oh my god, it's a fox. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) How's that for improvisational comedy, guys? I'm just avoiding this, (laughs) because now I'm afraid of it. (laughs) What I wish my nickname was. Uh, My nickname actually is Jean. Uh, My parents, when I got to kindergarten, decided white people cannot handle your Chinese name, (laughs) shiznit. So they decided to name me Jane first day of school, Dad fills out the form spells Jane wrong <laughs> thirty years later, still Jean <laughs> but like messing up my name for my entire life nah, that's okay. <laughs> it could have been serious like I'm really allergic to penicillin. Uh, my throat swells up, I can't breathe. Why is that so funny, Mr. Cashbox? <laughs> there's always one person in the audience who like, la- oh you guys, that was, that was not improvisational. That's okay though, I gotta get laughed somehow. So <laughs> there's always one person who thinks that like my deathly allergy to penicillin is funny. It is kind of funny. That's the worst thing about SF, <laughs> my allergy <laughs> to penicillin. My throat swells up and I can't breathe. More importantly, I can't eat uh, chocolate, men. Uh, Or edibles. (laughs) So like, what if I had to go to the hospital? Oh, good timing, dude. Okay, I'm the only one who thought that was good timing. So, (laughs) what if I had to go to the hospital and my dad had to fill out the form allergic to penicillin, I'd get to the operating room, the doctor would be like, wait, clear the room of pencils. No? Penicillin pencils? No? No? Damn it. (laughs) The best joke is the one you have to explain. (laughs) Let's get uh, Jen on the operating table. Use the short table, she's two foot five. And while you're at it, can you give her the white people eyelids? Uh, the entire spectrum. <laughs> Pam laughs and you sigh. <laughs> oh, that, okay, let's move away from to you guys. island's works outside of San Francisco. Oh my God, did you empty the cash bucket? No. I'm gonna grease my hand later and try to. <laughs> the scariest robot future sequence. I, nah. Was it Robocop? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what do you want to change about yourself oh I'm always like you know I could lose like 35 pounds no <laughs> no like I think I don't have terrible self-esteem I think I'm okay um I'm like a four let's be honest 4.26 if you count my honors classes <laughs> But I do have a J. It's always fun to watch reactions to this. <laughs> That's the second slow clap I've gotten for that one. <laughs> slow clap, jJ. So sometimes I have to bat away a dick, <laughs> mostly figuratively. <laughs> but like, I'm a four. Can you imagine being a 10? Be like working the speed bag at a boxing gym. No. <laughs> well, hello, welcome. Hello. Hi, you guys just missed my dick joke. That's okay, plenty more to come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. this is what I think when my mom talks to me. (laughs) You guys, I just moved back from Hong Kong I grew up somewhere much more glamorous, Fremont. <laughs> and I just moved in with my mom. And my mom likes to tell me the best thing. She's like, when you were a kid, so ugly. <laughs> he's like, she, and this is true. This is all true, you guys. Comedy is tragedy plus time or not enough time. So he's like, you're so ugly. You're dark skinned. Oh, racist Chinese. OK. <laughs> Dark skin, skinny and so dry. So I was dark skin, skinny and dry. Like what did she want? A light skinned, fat, moist kid? (laughs) Okay to say now, you look normal. Almost. (laughs) Yeah, she does that. She's like, thank God you turned out kind of normal. (laughs) Like you're such an ugly kid. Oh great, thanks mom. She also likes to say, what does she say? Um, I'm a teacher, hashtag failed Asian. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I used to have favored child status, like between me and my brother, I used to be like Canada. (laughs) And now I'm like North Korea, (laughs) full of hot air, probably need an updated haircut. (laughs) My mom, like she's like, but your brother, real Asian, work for tech company. (laughs) And so tall, five foot four. (laughs) There's someone who really likes that one back there. Which app do I need to delete? Tinder, because I'm not Jessa. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) Want to know every thought I had today. No, (laughs) you don't want to know every thought that I had today. Did I have any fun thoughts today? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Oh, this is a great one, Pam. Live, laugh, and love. And let that show you that Pam is in writing, has a master's in creative writing. (laughs) Is that alliteration? Do you see that? Bitches, live, laugh, and love. Don't fuck with this woman. Have a nice night, MG.
0: I actually wrote that one down to make fun of those people. I was hoping that someone would be like, live, laugh, love, fuck that fucking book. I'm 40, and I'm going to go figure out my life in Italy and then in in India and wherever the else the fuck she went because she had money. Fuck you. Go to India. God, I can't even afford to go to Daily City on the BART. That's like six bucks. Come to my open mic in Daily City. Fuck you. I don't have six bucks. So I'm giving this a 50 cent now thing on the card. You swipe the card and now you gotta get, they're like, we wanna track you on that weird little clipper card so don't use these, maybe it has something to do with the universe, I don't know. Maybe those little BART cards are ruining the environment and it's like all this weird magnetic stuff. Your next comedian will know because he works for Greenpeace. And I don't know what, I don't even know what the bad things in the world are. Uh, but we're gonna find out. He's a hilarious guy, you guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Rolf Skars!
3: Damn, my God, the hat. It's like a uh, fucked up stoner, Trivial Pursuit game or something. (laughs) You ever play the old school one? I like the old blue one. All the rest of the versions after that, the Trivial Pursuit, no way. I was looking for the science and nature because I'm good at that. Come on, give me a green. (laughs) Give me a green, something about frogs. I can nail it. All right, this is gonna be my favorite nonsense word. Oh, okay, my favorite nonsense word Uh, uh, I made one up. It's bullshit and uh, malarkey put together. I call it balarkey because I think it's like a double hit when I hear something that's stupid. I say, that's a bunch of balarkey. And you can alliterate with it. It's a bunch of balarkey. And you don't have to curse. You don't have to say bullshit in front of children. So that's that's my favorite (laughs) nonsense word right there. Currently, I also like to, uh, I'm an atheist. So instead of saying holy smokes, I just dropped the holy part. And just go, smokes! And uh, you should try it, because somehow it hits a little harder. It's just, you know, because you get right to it, like, holy smokes, that sounds dumb. But if you're like, smokes! Like that is, it actually gets people's attention. They're like, is there fire, is there smoke? What's going on? So You can use that one. I want to spread that one around. We don't have to, we don't have to bring God into that. Okay. Are you still a shit talker oh my yeah i gotta dial it back a little bit sometimes you know what i mean shit talking is but i think it's it's cheap it's too easy to shit talk at work or whatever you know you're like oh the boss is this and that and that i think shit talking is uh, good in sports you know and in social circles but you got to leave it out of the, the professional the professional realm uh, i'm gonna keep just i'm gonna go to the bottom so i think that's where some good ones are there we go all right Every Ming flashes for a season. You guys help me out with that. You went to the bottom. It's my fault for going to the bottom. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in favor of flashers. I think I just admire their their the chutzpah, you know, of flashing. I, I I don't do it myself, but I'm figuring if you're gonna run out onto that golf course, do you see that the waste management golf tournament? It was somewhere in Arizona. The only reason I know this is because I went to Arizona like the, a couple days later, and they were still talking about it. Waste Management is the biggest trash company like, in the world, and they have a golf tournament, and golf tournament is what you think if the biggest trash company had a golf tournament. It's chaos, and this dude, just buck naked, because ra- usually golf is like, shh, quiet, you know, and everything's quiet, and everyone's like talking, hush tones. but this is just like, woo, it's a big party, and this naked guy ran out onto the golf course, and there was no security. So he just like rolled around for a while. <laughs> and then, it was pretty funny. It'd be funnier than this show. He's like, a, he practices putt, but he didn't have a club or anything. He was just out there nude. And uh, people filming it were like, where's the security? Where's the security? But they're like, also, this is gonna be a great video for my Instagram feed. <coughs> All right, made something out of that drag queens are awesome is what it says yeah i think so i did a comedy show one time in a uh, drag queen bar i don't think it exists anymore it was in the tenderloin and it was super fun but uh, the last thing i remember was being mostly nude uh speaking of flashing outside smoking hash with a lot of folks and uh i don't know what happened after that but the but <laughs> the audience was great The participate, you know, because listen, I mean, folks uh, need to do what they want to do, and I think the more people embrace whatever freaky stuff they got going on, uh, the better. (laughs) Call your mom. Oh man, right now she's sleeping probably. Uh, My mom is great though. Uh, My mom is Norwegian. She came from a shithole country. Uh, It was a shithole and then they got oil, and then they got smart, and they nationalized that shit. Instead of giving all the profits to Exxon, they put it into like education and healthcare and stuff like that. But it was a shithole when she was there, so she moved over to the United States, married my dad, her name's Runa, R-U-N-A, and then later when she grew up, she realized um, that she was a lesbian, and she hung out with this other woman who also moved over when Norway was a shithole country, uh, who's also named Runa, and now they're both married. And it's beautiful, uh, and she's still not a U.S. citizen. My mom's kind of a hero. Yeah, I mean she's she's pretty great. Anyway, she could, I could tell you more about my mom, uh, and I'll call her tomorrow. Thanks for the reminder, Pam.
2: <laughs>
3: All right. Scariest thing right now? Okay, scary. Audience oh, participation. What's the scariest thing right now? Oh. <laughs> okay, I thought you'd say that. Same vote. <laughs> Says so Trump again. Anyone? And uh, not is that not the scariest thing for somebody? Oh God damn it! All right, we got Trump, Trump, Trump. I think uh, on a on a personal level, uh, scariest thing is just decision making in general. You know, you, you ever have that? Just sort of like, I had that moment where uh, I was I was doing laundry and I was trying to figure out like i got to put the colors in with the, with the light colors. I'm going to put my towel in. Like, I got paralyzed for a second there. And the scariest thing, because sometimes when you put the towels in with the socks, the, the little pieces come off, and they stick to the socks. And the, Anyway, it's not a big deal. But it was scary that I got fucking paralyzed by that. And I thought, decision making is only going to get worse as time goes on, and I get older and older. All right. Uh, <laughs> Abortion's cool. I felt like we had one earlier that was like that, fam. Uh, Abortion's cool. Uh, Listen, uh, for people that, uh, you know, oppose abortion, uh, I want to talk to them about this when we're in line. You know? Like when you're in the TSA line or you're waiting to get into the ballpark or you're stuck in traffic and be like, look, what if half these people weren't here? You know? Because, like... (laughs) i think it might be too many i think it, it could be too many i'm not saying don't have babies go ahead have babies it's fine i'm not gonna have them uh if, i'm not judging you if you do i'm just saying that in general there might be enough of us now like we might have enough people you know and, and it's okay if the human race goes on but uh but I don't think we need to uh, be fruitful and multiply. That was like the one thing we did from the Bible. Like <laughs> all the other commandments and things we just ignored. We just, we keep shooting each other, killing each other, coveting each other's wives and husbands all the time. And like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, we checked that off the list. Let's move on to the other ones, please. Okay. Uh, my hand hurts. Can you still read these? <laughs> oh, Pam, you got a brace or something you can put on there? Handwriting's pretty good, actually. It's youthful. This is youthful uh, handwriting. It sort of looks like um, the kind of middle school, high school kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of, I guess that's where we, that's when we used to write. You know, now we just type. I tried to write the other day. I was like, what the? I had capital letters. I was writing in all caps. And I'm like, what the hell did that come from? And then it switched to cursive. And it was just like garbage. So the one thing I know how to write now is my signature. You know, when you gotta sign for a bill or something like that. But writing is a lost art. I guess we should try that again sometime. Sorry about your hand. How do you feel about disco? Okay, now this is controversial. How do you guys feel about disco? Okay, and the the detractors. There's a disco. meh in the corner. All right, because this used to be a thing because like like metal people would like destroy disco records and run over them in stadiums and things. It was like an anti-disco movement actively in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember this. Uh, I, liked it. I like it because here's why. I'm going to bring my mom back into this. She's from Norway. And uh, I grew up listening to uh, my dad who listened to Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff, classic rock. Uh, Chuck Berry, stuff like that. But my mom was straight up just Abba like all the time, and I know like words to ABBA songs that no one ever plays. They were like on the vinyl records used to play. And and if, if someone's playing one for some reason or it's being sampled in a song, I'll totally start singing along with it, <laughs> not knowing I know the B-sides of, of ABBA. So there's something there, uh, being born in the 70s. I think maybe I heard it while I was in the womb. All right, I didn't cheat, I didn't look. You guys, I know, you're like, is he looking? Uh, I, I pulled this one. The best way to die. Man, the best way to die. I think there's two different questions here. Best way to die like uh, accidentally or not on purpose and the best way to die, suicide. I think there are two different ways to do that. I was thinking about suicide the other day. Not because I want to kill myself, but I was like, what? Because some people kill themselves. I'm like, that sounds shitty. Like jumping off the bridge. You know, you can fucking live. That would be horrible. That's worse than just regular living and jumping in front of buses and shit. And like Now you ruined, like, can you imagine you're the train driver? And this happens a lot for train drivers. They have to just watch and they can't stop because you know, the, the trains don't stop that quick. And then you just ruin that person's life. And so I was thinking there's gotta be a better way. And I was thinking eaten by a bear. And here's why, because super, first of all, like a big bear, not some fucking pussy ass like a, a black bear in the Sierras. I'm talking about go up to Alaska, go get a big ass Kodiak, you know, and just, you know, rev him, slap him in the face a few times. And he's gonna slap your head off so quick, it'll be done in a second, and then he's gonna eat you, and then you'll be a bear for like a little bit until he poops you out. And I think that's pretty cool. Sharks too, when people get scared about sharks, I'm like, that's a fucking badass way to go, are you kidding me? And we don't get eaten up by sharks anymore because they rescue us too quick. Did you know this? There's still lots of great whites out there. They bite you, and then they go, they wait for you to bleed out before they finish it. That's super smart because they're eating elephant seals and stuff and elephant seals will fuck you up once you bite them. You know, they'll come back with teeth and stuff like that. So shark just waits for you to bleed out and now they rescue you. I like the old days where the, you know, you didn't get rescued, you just got to be part of a shark. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then ocean poop. Like we don't even know what happens to ocean poop. It goes down, right? Gets eaten a little bit by fishes, but then what? It's like. Two miles down there, you're in the Mariana Trench. Who knows what's going on down there? That's a good second life. Okay, the grossest thing you've ever seen in that Tenderloin. All right, I know what this is, actually. I wanted to make a joke out of this, and it's not a bit yet, but... uh, uh, So I I ride my bike everywhere, and I was riding my bike through the Tenderloin, and uh, ever noticed that pigeons are different depending on the neighborhood that you're in? So like, I live kind of upper Haight area, and on the hate, you know, they're fucked up pigeons, you know, they're not, they never have all of the toes, you know, and, but then you get to the tender, and you go up like uh, Ashbury Heights, you walk up to those hills, they're not even pigeons anymore, they're like morning doves, you know, like fucking, I swear you could do this, I'm not lying, like, they're like, coo, coo, and they don't eat fucking hamburger wrappers or anything, and they sit in trees, Pigeons don't even fucking sit in trees. You see a pigeon in a tree, you call the rescue. Like someone someone rescue this pigeon out of this tree. Put him on top of a quarter store where he belongs. Uh, in the tenderloin, I was biking, and usually in the tenderloin, you really, really gotta keep your what's about you as a biker, because traffic laws, you know, are a little bit sort of fuzzy. And and also you get you get runners is what I call them. Just the folks that are like burp, 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 like right through the intersection and even though their arms don't move when they walk their legs it's fast and and they and they it's always in the middle of the intersection and usually behind a van or something so they just shoot out suddenly. so you really gotta have your wits about me but this one time i was dealing with all that and then in the middle uh of the intersection there was a pigeon right it was dead right and of course and then there was another pigeon and the other pigeon was eating the dead pigeon. It was eating the dead pigeon. from the cavity, like the, the chest, and it was like, there was red stringy things. I was like, God damn. Holy shit, there's something about a pigeon eating another pigeon. It's horrified me, and of course they eat other pigeons. I just had never seen it before. I've seen a hawk eat a pigeon, that's fine <laughs> with me. Something about a fucking pigeon eating a pigeon. There's perfectly good burger wrappers lying around. Why are you eating one of your own kind? And do you know what that pigeon has been eating its whole life? Crack. Cr- crack craps like you're this is not free rate this is not healthy for you pigeon anyway uh that's why they get all oily in the tenderloin that's why they get all oily they've got this yeah it's bad diet and uh it shows okay all right Stop, stop for death okay listen stop for death what is that stop for death well i mean we all have to stop for death right yeah i know i'm just attracting some dark ass energy tonight stop for death yeah we gotta stop for death I mean, we, we gotta like uh, go for life though i think more importantly and we do that by stopping for death i mean i don't want to get too serious here for a second but you know you meditate on death every day and then you live your life a little better and i think that's okay yeah there's almost nothing worse than maybe living forever and so let's uh, let's make the most of mutiny radio here tonight <laughs> last, pull. last pull all right it's a long one let's see what it says I don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg.
5: (laughs) Who's Pastor Greg?
2: I
3: definitely don't know anything about the affair with Pastor Greg. Here's the thing, though: if you're having an affair with Pastor, it's probably a good time, you know, because this guy is probably pretty tightly wound. I remember I lost my virginity uh, to to a woman I met in the the youth uh, what what do you call it youth group, you know, in, in church. So, yeah, lots of people get freaky in church. That's why a lot of people go to church to begin with. They pretend, but no, that's a place you get freaky. And uh, and so, Pastor Greg, you know, and whoever did the affair with him, I- I'm for it. I'm for it.
6: Get up for your host! Hey, Mr. thanks for
0: Rolf Scar, everybody! Yay! He's back. He was on a long hiatus saving the world, but now he's back. It's a comedy, and we're excited your last comedian. You guys ready for your headliner? He is a gem, a joy of the San Francisco comedy scene. He is totally hilarious and I have no idea what he's going to do with this basket, but we're going to love it. Everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra. I, uh, I, for one, huh? Oh,
5: it's a sweater. But, <laughs> I don't know why I I don't know why I, I had to correct you there. Uh, I had like a long time in my life, like when I was going to college, if I would like carry something that I was reading, people were like, "Oh, what you reading?" I'd be like, "A book," and I'd realize like in time, "Oh, I was an asshole," and I just didn't, I didn't know. But yeah, it says pyrotechnics for beginners. Uh, I'm not here to to pump this brand. My girlfriend has like eight of these shirts, so uh, I've already contributed enough to that company's success, uh, I believe. Uh, happy to be here. I am also happy that Rolf is back in comedy. I think that's an honor. Yeah, it's great. I saw him. If you don't know what the OMG nightclub is, it's a very, uh, it's a very upstanding, very. Uh, Dirty Homosexual uh, <laughs> Bar. Like it doesn't cater to clean homosexuals. You don't go there if you're a, if you're a nice gay guy and you take showers every day. No, you don't go there. You go to another spot that's a little bit like nicer gay. But uh, anyway, I was there at an open mic and they happen to have that day. I don't know if it was just like they were planning on having it right in front of the, the Dirty Gay Nightclub, but they had one of those uh, big buses that you could go and have like your AIDS test or your chlamydia or syphilis test in that thing. It's sort of like a bookmobile, but for AIDS. Uh, but they had one of those outside that club, sort of I think just care- catering to the clientele. And I saw Rolf uh, with his bike and he biked past there. And I was like, oh, is that Rolf? And I, didn't, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, so I got excited and then he didn't acknowledge me at first. He kind of like <laughs> turned and kept going. So I was like, oh shit. I just busted in on him trying to go to the AIDS bookmobile, and now he's going to have to enter the comedy game again just to cover up the fact that he wanted to get his free prophylactics. But, but obviously it's not that, so I'm happy about that. Cheers to Rolf. Difference between Catholics and Lutherans. Is that you, Pam? <laughs> You know when like someone asks you a question enough, and you're just like, I take that as a challenge uh, to a lot of things in my life. Obviously, I don't. I know that the, the Lutherans were the people, they, they, put the, they put the paper on the front of the church. And they're like, hey, read this fucking paper. And people are like, well, they already gave us the Bible. That's like a bunch of words on that. And they were like, no, this paper's more important. Uh, and then they just made a religion off it. And apparently, they don't have hell. I know that. They don't have hell. Catholics? I was raised Catholic, uh, so you you learn about hell before you learn about heaven. Like you don't know anything that's going on good if you if you die, you're just like, oh, you will you're gonna go to hell if that happens. It's never like, oh, you can go to heaven if you do this. It's like, no, you're probably going to hell, uh, but but you could do some good stuff for the church before then, and so that's nice service. Uh, Lutherans. I don't know. Like, I feel bad for the Lutherans, too, because, like, Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, right? Jesus, most famous Jesus ever, the founder of Lutheranism, uh, Martin Luther. He's not even the most famous Martin Luther anymore. Like he doesn't even get to have that. He made a whole fucking religion. There's like 500 million people that have to go to the Lutheran church and they're just like, you're not going to hell anyway. They're like, why don't we even come here? But they still go, they're Lutherans. And then he doesn't even get to have the fame from being the best Martin Luther. Everybody's like, he didn't even fuck like Martin Luther King did. It's like he didn't even have the extra stuff. Which is, by the way, uh, the coolest thing about Martin Luther King and Gandhi uh, is when you find out that they were also into a lot of sex. Because uh, it feels like it would be exhausting. I don't think about like peace and sex at the same time. And they had like enough uh, multitasking mind that they were. it was like a dolphin. You know when they're able to stay awake because they have the two brains, they just switch to a brain and they're like, oh, peace, love, give me some orange juice. And then he's like, no, I want to sleep next to my niece. Gandhi, not Martin Luther King. Not Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> not Martin Luther King Jr. Gandhi slept next to his niece. He says he didn't he says he didn't do anything. I've heard he says he didn't do anything. Still weird. <laughs> so just like the conversation with the niece too like even if they weren't having sex they'd have to be awake next to each other in a bed for at least 40 minutes before you fall asleep what do you talk about what do you talk about like what do you talk about with a 13 year old niece of yours like oh that's it's that a great birthday party last week wasn't that oh my god what a pinata uh, they probably didn't have pinatas back in colonial india uh, or maybe they were filled with something else just like a you know, despair or whatever. But uh, it was generally not happy before he did his stuff. But he still slept with a niece. Like, he still, like it's like when you th- try to think about what would Tom Hanks have to do for me not to like Tom Hanks anymore i don't know if he could do anything like i don't know if if Tom Hanks came into this room and killed all of us i'd be like god damn what did we do so it's like instantly like i'm going to blame the victim in this situation cuz Tom Hanks is on my side i know that it's he's my santa claus uh, if i could just put cookies he's a diabetic also yeah Tom Hanks, diabetic. <laughs> you know, that's almost as bad as sleeping next to your niece. But uh, but so is my dad, diabetic, not niece sleeper. Uh, really, really got off track here. Uh, are your dreams boring? I've been wanting to talk about this for years, uh, but I didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do this in the guise of going up and telling jokes at a comedy show. So because it came out of that, hell hat, uh, which is obviously named for that, because if you've ever worn that hat, you deserve to go to hell, for sure, uh, for the death of that fox and for the fashion. Uh, that's a double. I'm sorry, Pam, it's a lovely hat. I'm sure you look great in it. Uh, but I've been wanting to talk about my dreams for years. I have issues with my dreams. Do you have extraordinary dreams, ma'am? Really? Do you, ha- do you remember your dreams? do you smoke like too much weed too that's what my doctor said he said you smoke more weed you remember your dreams less and it's just like well i also uh if i don't smoke weed like i'm gonna i'm gonna be feeling a lot more murderous just in general in my life so in my day waking i don't want to go angry but but i get dreams too Uh, and it's it's mostly like you know when people have dreams and they tell you about their dream, they're like, oh, I had a dream uh, and I walked into this empty room. Uh, it, it was empty, but it was like a color. I can't describe the color, but it, people never describe, but you, you accept it in the dream and I walked in there and it was my dead mother and and it was... And I got to talk with my dead mother for for 15 minutes. And then the guy from Stranger Things came out. And he said, that's not your dead mother. This is a Tide commercial. And then you're like, wow, that's amazing. That's, wow, that, that's a weird, that's a, you got a lot going on in your life. Uh, but with me, it's just like, I'll have dreams where it's just like, I'm in the dream. You always accept that, like, if you're in a dream and you have fins, you're just like, "All right, I got to I guess I got to deal with these fins. You never like go figure out how to use the fins. You're already mid mid-fin. You never have to like the first the first 30 minutes of the superhero movie is already over by the time you're in the dream. Like you're already fucking Spider-Man. You don't have to have your dead uncle die or whatever or anything like that. So you get to you got to be in that world and you accept it. And the only time like I've had this dream 7 times in my life where I am in my life I am in my regular, regular day, and cottage cheese doesn't exist. I know this in my head and cream cheese. I've had both. I don't know what the difference is if if I had a different body chemistry. Cottage cheese or cream cheese doesn't exist. I'm in the dream and I know this. I don't even ask. People aren't talking about cream. Oh, do you hear? All the cream cheese disappeared. What the fuck? We have to We'll make a mystery out of this and then it's Scooby-Doo style. Not even that. It's just like, oh, it's not even like I come across a bagel or a can of peaches or anything like that. It just, it doesn't exist and then I go on with the rest of my day. It's not even good. Like, I've had dreams. One time I worked a double shift at my sandwich making, which when you're working a double shift, you want it to have meaning, not just double the sandwiches you made your previous day. Uh, So it's not really completionary, but I had a double... Shift at my sandwich-making job. I went and did comedy, so I felt worse. And then I went home, and I fell asleep for eight hours where I dreamt an entire shift at my sandwich-making job. And then I woke up, and I had to go to the next shift again. Like, I worked four fucking shifts in, like, 25 hours. I don't know how I... And it was just... It wasn't even, like, extraordinary... Sa- oh, God, the is the burning everything today. We gotta figure this... No. Regular sandwich. Is, enjoy this thing I make every day. Enjoy this thing that I make every day. Not not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. And like, do you think Martin Luther like king? Important one. Uh, do you think he really had that dream? Uh. It's just, no, it's just, like, if it, if it was, like, a dream, like, he's making a metaphor out of it, and it's like, oh, I have a dream, sort of, like, I have a hope, I have a wish, I understand that. But if he really had that dream, he must have been, like, like he, went, he goes down, and he, he goes to his regular life, and he just sees white people, and black people, and Chinese people, and they're interacting, and they're just being regular, and then he just dreams that for, like, three weeks, and it's just, like, fucking... <laughs> Jump rope. Somebody driving a car, and you're like, "Oh, how's it going, guy?" Riding the car, and it's just a dude that looks different than you, and he has that for like six weeks, and he's like, "God damn it, I got to come up with something out of this thing." Uh, You know, everybody in there looked different. There was kids, and there was adults, and they were looking different, and then they were also living. So it's not like I had. It's not like a meaningless dream. It's actually something that I could base my quasi religion on. Uh, and it's beautiful, and that's what we have now. That's America, built off probably a dream. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
5: oh man! No. It says, or it says oh wham, uh. or it says oh ma, like a like a fish gel. I'm sorry, Gene. You've mentioned being Asian. I was looking at Asian restaurant. Uh, I know you're Asian anyway, no offense. Uh, but you've mentioned uh, that you are Asian. I was looking through an Asian menu, the best Asian restaurant in Daly city. And in the Bay Area last night, they have fish mob. fish jaw. I don't know why I pointed at the one Asian person that I saw, but fish jaw, it's a thing. Oh man, I, I just got myself into this position, didn't I? Oh, talk about, oh man, oh Fish maw. Why go through all that trouble? That's a great point. Uh, that's a great point thing that predicted what I was gonna say before. Uh, but really, like by the end of life, are you gonna just hit the point and be like I died when I was twenty-seven? Like what what was the whole point? Like people when they die when they're I'm already twenty-eight it up. like people when they die when they're 27 they're like oh goes on the list 27 list. uh they could have been great but not kurt cobain janice joplin mama cass jimmy andrews maybe
0: a wine house.
5: 27, 27. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, really?
7: The you
5: see, you got, you get to be in that list. Even if you have no talent, people were like, oh my God, he had potential. It was just that three years left before he became 30 that he would have turned into something. And then you could just get to the end of your life. You could have kids that are already dead and you have to watch all of that. And then at the end of it, you're just like, what was the fucking point of having that kid? Like, I had to watch it die too. Like, I could have just gotten a good Tamagotchi or some sort of nano pet. Uh, <laughs> Cause you get to go through a whole life cycle in that and then you get a up, oh, upkeep. Oh, what a reward. It's turning into something different, but you don't have to actually attend a funeral. Cause then you got to go to Costco and find a casket. Um, <laughs> Discount, discount caskets. You have a very familiar face. Has anybody ever told you that uh, you look like your parents? (laughs) Just came up with that right there. Solid gold, you guys could use that in your regular life. Oh my goodness. Fish in a blender, fish just coming up. I I feel so wasteful every time I throw these on the floor. Uh, I'm one of those people that just keeps trash in their pockets. (laughs) Uh, and then at the end of the day, I just go like this, and then I put it on my desk. Uh, And and then I'm just like, okay, I'll leave this here for four days and then just wait for a complaint to come from up top, which is my girlfriend. Uh, Just like, you wait for management to deal with the problem, then the menial workers can get the shit done. Uh, And that's how it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, decision from up top. I don't... Uh, Something about fish. What was the fish thing? Fish in a blender.
0: Fish in a blender.
5: We really should have some uh, quality control on those. (laughs) You're a turd. Right there. It predicted that I was going to be mean again. Right there. You're a turd, which still hurts. Still hurts. To this day, there's still words that could be said to you, like sure, all the all the top level ones that you're not supposed to call anybody anymore, uh, like like even stuff that was cool in high school was not cool anymore, uh, and even if it was in between friends, and now now you just gotta call someone a turd. And that person has to feel like a turd. And you remember what turds were back in the day. Turds haven't existed since 1994. Like, everybody's been taking shit since then. But turds were something that came from a different era. It was like old shit. The shit that didn't have good fiber in it. The shit that struggled to get through the end of the... It was like like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. The shit that just had to come, like, swim through the... To get to the other side. Uh... And you never come up clean. But that's what a turd is. And then you don't want to be that anymore. And now like, I'd rather have someone just call me a worse word. Uh-oh. Is comedy real art? <laughs> it's like a... I feel like comedy, uh, especially in the way that we've all experienced it tonight... Uh, is sort of like I'm not gonna say just macaroni, but all pastas of art, uh, which is different as a visual form, pasta art probably not so appreciated around the world, right? <laughs> like you see like you see a nice fucking macaroni necklace that has like some real work put to it, and you're just like, wow. This is something I could I could appreciate. I don't want it. Like, I don't want that to be for me. Of course I wouldn't want it. That looks fucking miserable to make. But that's a cool necklace. Like, that's that's the most comedy. It's just like, it's a passing. Hey, that didn't make me feel worse. And that's it. That's it. That's the best comedy can do. Like, art you can look. I... My old job, they had, uh, they had a uh, a painting, or it was a it was a photo print of a painting, but that's that's good enough for me. Uh, but they had, and it it was like a whole bunch of different old white guys, and they were wearing tall red pointy hats. Maybe this is a famous painting. No, I don't know. And they were saying, go to this, go to this museum. I don't know any of the museums, uh, but go to this museum. Look at this. And I was just staring at it in the office at work, and I saw it, and I was like, that's stupid. It's dumb. I don't like this. I don't know why that's up there. I don't know why I'm right here, standing in this moment, looking at this fucking thing right here. What is it with my life that I am standing here, having this thought about this thing that I don't even need to look at? Why did that guy have to paint any of this? but that's part that part's pretty nice oh i kind of like the shape of that thing all right is this what feeling is and then in that moment you're like oh shit do i have feelings now am i a person did i just become a person by looking at that photograph of a painting but with comedy it's just like wow what a what amazing spaghetti art you made. Uh, Sure, I'll have it up on my wall because you're six years old and I don't want to make you feel worse about your life decisions, but it's fucking macaroni art. And this is something that I do every day. So why go through the trouble? Uh, The last time I sexually harassed someone We'd have to pick
2: categories,
5: (laughs) male, female, human, -human.
2: non-human.
5: what do you mean? Like, that's the that's that's the last six years. Like, I, I haven't been too sexual out in public in my life, Pam. Uh, I'm not the type of person that sees another person's like, I got something to say to them that somebody else hasn't said that's gonna make them like me. I don't have that. There's nothing, they have to come up to me and then we have an awkward conversation for several times and then they have to Facebook message me like a week later and ask if we wanna hang out and I'm like, oh. They just want to be friends, I know that. That's the friend game, I know how it's going. But it, and then it evolves to a relationship. I've done that three times now, last six years. Um, so pretty much, when I sexually harass, uh, it's usually people that are walking their dogs. And it's not the people walking their dogs. I harass the dogs. I see a dog coming down the street. I'm like, look at that face! Ooh, you think I, you got a face going on there? Look at that shake. Look at that tail! Ooh, wagging that tail! Such a happy dog. And then I don't even make eye contact with the walker because I'm just like, I don't want them to think that this is me transmitting what I want to say to them to that thing that's furry. No, I'm I'm feeling everything for that thing right there. But when you tell somebody. Like, in front of the dog, in front of the person, like, oh my God, you're so much better than people. Then they know, like, oh, he's not a sexual harasser. He's just kind of weird. And that's better. (laughs) Can't sexual harass online. I don't know what I would write. I don't even know how to say hi in a way that, like, even hi, when... When you get to a certain point in your lack of confidence in your life, you realize that even high feels like sexual harassment from you, like coming from you, because I could say hi to a woman that I want to say a lot of other, I want other things to happen with that woman that I'm saying hi to. Uh, But at the same time, I know that I can't say anything else other than that high. Basically, this whole thing was me saying I'm innocent. Uh, So if anything comes up in the next five years, uh, anything comes up in the next five years, just remember, character witnesses right here. Uh, Well, he said he wouldn't do it, and he seemed genuine. He was sweating. Uh, Help me. All right. (laughs) Which, more people should say that. Just in life. Don't expect help, but... You know when someone's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Just be like, "Help me." <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you all right, man?
5: Yeah. Help me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, no, "What's what's going?" Help <laughs> okay. me. No, dude, I just like I was. What do you What do you need help? <laughs> me. <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, "Oh God damn hope that guy gets some help and it's fine but anyway i'm going to stop talking you guys have listened thank you very much i appreciate it
0: keep your hands clapping for fc sierra and all the amazing comedians you saw tonight uh this was a lot of fun we have the hell hat every third friday of the month uh, the fourth Friday of the month is always Hell in a Hand Basket, uh, which is a little different, but kind of the same. It's like chopped, but with baskets. Very similar to this, but also very different. But thank you, guys. Thank you, real audience people, for coming and laughing and listening to our jokes. And uh, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yay! <laughs>
3: SF.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer.
6: Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening. But a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot, drop by the bar, make some friends.
11: Grinder Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for 7 years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, yo yo. few cannabis vape flowers.
9: Yo, Mike, in San Mike, yeah, that's good.
11: Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for yo, yo, yo. adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street, between 8th and 9th, and at 473 Haight Street. At yo, 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 Both locations are open until 10 yo, yo, yo. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming
12: switches, going
11: Some, some more live on the air. Okay.
14: You know, live music's always the best to music. Cool. And now, Kelly Gordon. i Why
12: don't you sing?
14: I don't know. I'll sing. You just, you just go ahead. Go ahead. You do something. We're gonna have Albert on the uh, accordion. We're gonna have Barb on the drums. She's just gonna hit things. Yeah. She, she can just like uh, play drums on anything. Oh, Say so check it out. We got these uh, these Okay, go ahead. I'm waiting. We're still waiting. Yeah. Just play that fucking thing, dude. You take it to the give oh. give me that give me that goddamn guitar. <laughs> give me that guitar.
12: No, you don't want to play it? <laughs> oh, I right. should
14: just, just All right. What, what song? Let's do a cover or something.
12: Yeah. yeah.
14: Let's do a cover. You
2: got nice pants. On.
14: Hey pig, yeah you. Hey pig, 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 piggy pig, pig. Gonna do. Busted back and broken bones Left me standing here all alone Little piggy gonna find something new Gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing Nothing gonna stop me now Nothing gonna stop me now I don't care anymore Nothing gonna stop me now Hey pig, things didn't work out like we planned Hey pig, there's a lot of things I thought you could help me understand What am I supposed to do? Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care. Nothing gonna stop me now. I don't care anymore. Nothing going to stop me now. Well, there you go. Kelly, now it's your turn. That was Nine Inch Nails. It, was, it goes out to all you pigs out there. You know who you are. You could play anything. Hendrix, The Doors, one of your own things. You could just play some blues. Let's do some blues. That would be cool. It's up to you. No, that was cool. Let's let's roll with that. It's so out of tune. No, it's just so in tune. Just just roll with it. Try. Just try, baby. a piece of me when she goes oh fuck it dude you gotta play some rhythm there I can't sing over that shit I can't I can't no. the no. you, you, you're just as loud as I can do you're floored alright hey thanks for listening to Roxy Roller Radio Show if you wanna just play on your own no I'm gonna let you do that shit I'm gonna go uh, sample that merchandise and uh so just like play you wanna play anything you want you, are you just over it oh
12: yeah you.
14: you could play I'm just saying I just won't sing over it what you
12: feel it yeah yeah you don't want to play? No, I do. Uh, not, not on that thing, dude.
14: Too- we should go like get the piano going, too. That's- Let's get a jam going. What do you think? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Oh, I guess I should play one more song then. We in OT. We'll go walking with the beast, right? One of my favorite songs by Gun Club. Hey, Albert, that shit was fucking weird. What? You what? fucking... you. you mm. <laughs> what the hell i just ate some that was lsd what oh shit it's, hey it's good, it's good. It's chill man yes. nice dreams okay yeah oh, hey, i'm gonna I'm just why isn't this shit working dude it sucks come on man oh here we go why isn't what working yeah i don't know this song should like this should be hey, going. Can I read these We song should have music off? going.
12: It it is terrible. It rocks. Can I read these song titles off? Yeah, you, go for it. So I found this Jimi Hendrix album, right, in the u section at Throw House Records, right. And um, I love getting the off stuff. And you know, they of legal problems with Jimi Hendrix and his, you know, the family, and you know, he signed all these bad contracts. That's true. So I have, I got this one. It's like from Italy, and it sounds like he's in like a lounge. You can hear the glasses like cheering and sh- you okay. know whatnot. And it's cool, like late at night. But this one I found like red house okay on side one it's red house we know right. red house
14: there's a red house over yonder Do you
12: know these rocks wipe the sweat whoa a hey i had go I had, go shoes under the table i think i have part that, one I have. dude part one don't get don't get cocky part one dude i'm not, not getting two.
14: cocky i'm just saying i think i got that one side two groove
12: maker or groove maker baby right that's what jimmy Hendrix would say people's people he, he beat a groove maker hey rocks you ready for murderer's row right here you're from New York. You're from the Bronx, right? Yankees? Yeah, absolutely. You ready for Jimi Hendrix's "Murderer's Row"?
14: You know, I don't think the Yankees. I guess what was that? Like Lou Gehrig and like uh, Babe, Babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you ready for Jimmy's on side two? People.
12: Why not? People's people's. I know blues, that song. Blues, blues, blues. Lime, lime, and she's a fox. Dude, Jimmy's a poet. Beat, what dude. can you say? I mean, I don't know. That's just like he just mailed that in, but it's cool how it's
14: like. You no, know, you should check this thing Whoa, out. Um, one song title, dude. There's like uh, it's from 1965, I think, like before Jimmy kind of did it. And it's like these two guys dancing. They seem really happy. They like each other a lot. And he's like one of these oh. backup guys. So I'm gonna try to punch up that video Or I'll try to send it to you. But um, what were we gonna play anyway? Oh, uh, play uh, some Jimmy, dude. That's cool.
12: No, I put a neon lobster on. Okay, neon lobster. Bloody stump, it stump is. dude. Do it. This it turn on, dude. Yeah, I do. It. No,
14: that's cool. You know how to do
12: it. No, the, the light went off.
14: Okay, cool. Like this? Just do it. No, it's feedback again, That's dude. not it. That's not it. Come on, brother. You want me to? Uh, here, I got
12: it. Oh, sorry. My bad. There you go. What'd you do? I did that. Well, whatever. You gotta put on Good
14: 45, job. Forty-five, right? Is it a forty-five? Or yes, sir. Okay, cool. So we're gonna hear one more song because he did bring in this like lovely vinyl. So yeah, we'll cool. just say we figured we play a little bit before we head out, head out to the highway. We've got nothing to lose, at all. That's cool. It's like an industrial thing. All right, dude.
12: We're gonna turn off.
14: Okay, cool. That's not it, huh? All right, this is a great band called Leftover Crack.
13: Uh, People now are very to the point like you can get everything on apps like dicks. Uh, it's it's crazy like literally you can, um, you can go on Tinder, you can go on anything uh, you can have your weed your groceries and two penises delivered to your house at the same time if that's what you want uh, it's still sort of a trip to me uh, sometimes I get mixed up and I don't know who's who <laughs> so I'm flashing my robe to my door dasher which is really embarrassing because half the time they end up being my neighbors uh, another thing that I'm really kind of getting used to is dick pictures like these new young motherfuckers are very direct and to the point like back when I was younger in my early dating days we had to get on the computer wait for it to dial up and then do shit like ASL to people like go on the internet and like talk to people we actually had to learn how to chat we had to ask things like what was their age what was their sex what was their location and uh, feign some sort of like interest before anybody gets around to sending pictures and which of course takes 20 minutes to to download if you're on a dial-up modem which is crazy and now these kids just text you a picture of their dick like here you go here's my dick uh and i'm not mad at that honestly i'm a 30 look, listen i'm a 36 year old single mother most of the things that people want to send to me are things like past due notices progress reports fucking who to vote for uh And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of ridiculous. And I, so when somebody wants to send me a picture of their dick and it's not for a medical reason, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, show me that dick. Show me that dick. I'm not afraid of your dick. Give me some dick. Um, but something I've realized about dick pictures is that maybe it's just me being older. Maybe I have more of an appreciation for art. I feel like people could afford to be a little bit more thoughtful about the things that they put, you know, putting some effort into their dick pictures. Like God, I don't want to, I don't want to see a dick picture with your crusty ass fucking hobbit ass feet in the background. Uh, and don't get me started on the motherfuckers that do this, wearing some fucking Tevas. Like really? What century is this? Seriously? Uh, uh, and then there's also the people that show a picture of their dick with things like toys scattered on the ground, like children's toys scattered on the ground, like jump ropes or uh, like extension cords, oil stains. Like, are you pulling out your dick at a daycare or a fucking garage? Like, what the fuck? Uh, one thing that I had recently, which I thought was sort of special, was a guy who actually sent me a picture of his dick against the... It was it was obviously taken from an office building in downtown San Francisco, and it had these Salesforce Tower building in the background. Um, if you're not familiar with it, Salesforce the Salesforce Tower is one of the largest buildings. Uh, that's basically disrupting the, I guess, the skyline of the existing San Francisco downtown as it is. I personally thought that was pretty brave to have your dick with the biggest fucking phallic symbol in San Francisco as your background. Like seriously, that thing makes the Coit Tower look like a skinny ass short little fucking chode. Uh, but the bigger issue was the fact that I too can see. the Salesforce tower from my office building, so now I've got to figure out which one of my co-workers is secretly showing me their dick. Um something else I discovered, um, so another thing about myself that I should mention is I'm also a sex educator here in San Francisco. Uh it's I wanna say that it is a honorable profession, but really ninety percent of the time I spend telling people what they can and can't put in their ass. Like fists absolutely peanut butter jars not so much i've actually seen x-rays of people that have like beer bottles in their ass and i look at it and i'm just like oh corona if if you're gonna put a beer bottle in your fucking ass at least have some respect and put an ipa or some shit you know what i'm saying like racer lagunitas like that's how i know you go hoard. you know what i mean in the paint um uh, as you've probably, I also, I also talk to people and my students, I talk to them about pornography. I'm responsible for putting together a four panel montage of porn called fuckapalooza. That shit makes two girls one cup look like a fucking cooking video. It's ridiculous. I love porn. It's so awesome. To be able to say that I watch porn for educational purposes is the biggest cop-out in the world, and I take advantage of it every fucking second I can. Uh, As you've probably figured out, I don't teach sex ed to kids. Uh, Not for any moral reasons or anything like that, but more so, um, 12-year-olds all have iPads and iPhones at this point, and seriously, if they're not smart enough to open up a... Pornhub or like or bang bus and figure out how to do it themselves. Honestly, they deserve to get chlamydia. Uh, one of the other things that I enjoy about being a sex educator is the potential for self growth and self discovery. And something that I've discovered in my several years as a sex educator is that I like BDSM. I'm into very rough sex. You guys into that shit? I fucking love rough sex. Like, ugh, I wanna feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, You wanna make love? Get a girlfriend. Mama's trying to fuck. Mama's trying to fuck I got some shit to do afterwards <laughs> like yeah and it's just um if you haven't figured out by my um, athletic physique I'm not a huge fan of having to engage in physical activity without Incentives. So uh, I want to feel that shit. Like when I have sex with somebody, I w- i want to feel like I went through some shit to get there. Like I want to, f- like I like the slapping. I like the hitting. I like the pinching. I like the grabbing and the hair pulling and the, uh, I want to feel like Sharkisha's opponent. I want to feel like I did CrossFit. Like I hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Like I did Soul Cycle. Like I'm from Hayward, so I want to feel like I ran from the cops and lost. I want to feel like I did a man. American fucking ninja warrior like if I can't call my mom afterwards and ask her for some illegal Filipino painkillers to me as I'm far as far as I'm concerned it's not real but I do have limitations I mean let's let's be honest if you choke me in bed and the sex lasts for less than five minutes I'm calling the cops you did not cut co- you did not need to come up in my room in my house and assault me for no reason Just- ridiculous so uh one of the other things that I've discovered uh to circle it back to uh, how I've been finding people to fuck um is tinder like that that thing is such a trip like I realize I have a type I really do have a type I like I like big like I like bigger guys you know what I'm saying I like like dad bods like I like dad bods I like fucking jeans flannels beards, like, fucking the over-exaggerated douchebag mutton-chop fucking facial things, like, half of my Tinder matches look like a cross between Seth Rogen and Ron Swanson. Like, if we were watching, if 20, if 21 Jump Street were real, I would probably push aside Ch- Channing Tatum to get to Jonah Hill. Like, I will sit on his fucking face. He doesn't have to say shit. I think I'm comedian enough for both of us. That's a bold-ass statement. That's a bold-ass statement. I said that shit on the air. Yes, I did. Um yeah I like I like big guys and I like lumberjack looking motherfuckers so I was particularly excited like I really like beards like I was really excited for one guy because one like I said he looked he looked like a lumberjack like he fit in with my lumberjack steez like the brawny paper towel guy like he looked like he would just come like come over and chop down a tree and fuck me on the stump with a with a pbr bottle in one hand and a turkey leg in the other and then at the end, he'll he'll pull a confederate flag out of his beard and throw it at me and tell me to clean myself up. It's my fantasy. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So tell me why the motherfucker that showed up at my house, he didn't look like no lumberjack. He looked like Professor Snape from Harry Potter in his 25th trimester of pregnancy. And at that point, I had, like, really big moral dilemmas because, you know, on one hand, I... I like big guys, but I, I also, I also don't want to fat shame, but that's sort of what this is, like, he's, he was huge, like, there's a difference between dad bods, there's a difference between dad bods and bitch tits, like, there's a significant difference between saying that you fucked Kevin James from Queen of, from King of Queens, and fucking Big Pun, like, there's just a huge fucking difference, like, I like burritos, I just don't want to eat 20 of them at once, you know what I mean, so, but he was already in my house, and mama needed to get some, so I was like, let's, let's get to it, and I tried to get on top of him which is more entertaining than actually sexual it was like trying to mount a bucket like it was trying to mount a bull if the bull was Suge Knight like I couldn't get on top I couldn't do anything couldn't get anywhere so after a few minutes of that struggle I said you know what let's start slow let's try something different let's do oral this fool looks me right in my eyes and says I don't eat pussy brother was close to 300 pounds like if you don't eat pussy that's the only thing you don't eat and then he said he had to be on top because he had back problems. You know, when a girl is on top of you and she's grinding away and you got titties in your face. In my fantasy, they usually smell like uh, Victoria's Secret love spell or Bath and Body Works vanilla brown sugar. Like, yeah, I, I, I go to a lot of strip clubs. Like, it's, it's my fantasy. I love titties, but it's different when the titties belong to a guy and you're hella insecure because now they're sort of bigger and rounder than yours. And you also don't want to open your mouth because you don't know if what you're going to get is their nipples or sweat or fucking lactation. It was terrible. But again, like I said, I'm a sex educator. I wanted to be, I wanted to say something useful. I wanted, I wanted the guy to leave my house having learned something new about himself. So right before I kicked him out, I said, you know what? This isn't going to pan out, but from one triple D cup to another, I think we found the source of your back problems. I've been Ivy guys. Thank you.
7: y'all give it up for Ivy oh my god that was fucking amazing great job Ivy so that's Ivy Cordova and me and her have been becoming comedy friends for at least like six months to a year now and we go to weird places and do weird things and that was fucking amazing I think I need to tap on that because I think you murdered the fucking mic everybody who's in their car right now or going anywhere they're like wow that was fucking great so and if you uh, will get your information at the end just in case you guys want to book her because I know you guys would want to hear that so I think we kind of need to talk about some sex now that like you're a sex educator as well as we just had like a whole bunch of kinky situations, and I do want to say, as a bisexual, um, titties do not smell like what you're thinking of. Right. They are almost like a ball sack. Oh no. Like almost like a ball sack, but they got way more wind, so they're way more aired out. Okay. But they end up. I I have I have been with some women that you're like. Bitch, go take a shower. The under tits yeah. is like you hit like a mark, like vagina, like once it's like a uh, uh, a, a twenty four uh, uh, hour. You might be a twelve hour bitch. You might be a twenty four hour bitch. You might be. Oh, I'm fresh to, like a daisy, and I could do forty eight hours. If that's the case, you're super lucky. But, you know. but titties smell really weird. Right? No.
13: Like I sometimes, like
7: sometimes when I'm about to get down with somebody. The- oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, say it again.
10: Testing, testing, Say it again.
13: Okay, yeah. Titties. Go ahead. Titties. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. When you're about to get down with somebody, (laughs) When I'm about to get down with somebody, like sometimes I do a smell check. You know what I mean? Like I, you never know what they're going to put in their mouth first, right? Like people aren't always super predictable. So like I always, I always, this is maybe, this is maybe OCD of me. I always have like wipes in my bag. I always have like something that smells good, whether that's like a spray or something for my hair, like something that I can like some oil that I can use because you never know. Like I don't want somebody's one time memory of me to be like. The underside, the underside of somebody's like fucking ball sack, except on their chest.
10: Is my
13: mic on? Is y'all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah your you mic can hear
10: is on. See, I I really appreciate that Ivy because uh, as a man, it's nothing worse than getting under titty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> getting under titty from an over chick you know what I mean yeah. it's nothing worse than that you know what I'm saying and over meaning she's over funky you know what I mean it's nothing worse than that so the fact that you carry wipes around and you're conscious of keeping the underness good your overness is gonna be abundant,
13: Ooh, abundant. Boom, put that right. out there abundant <laughs> is an amazing word
10: right yes yes now
7: titties
10: get stinky. I learned that one at the library
7: yes yes <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, it's like you guys are lucky to have that that penis to sticks out, but at the same time, you're not. Just like the vagina, the balls also just sit there in hot muffiness and Mm -hmm. in between the legs for a long period of time. And if you can imagine like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like as, I mean the only thing different is Is that we do not like Sit on our balls occasionally
2: mm-hmm.
7: and That's the That's really the only difference Other than that Every once in a while All of us have that Oh what is that right? What the fuck it's right Exactly Yeah It's
10: kind of like the whole tea bag. Yeah we got the teabag And we like the teabag But you know When you first get the teabag Out the thing It's all fun And it's all fresh And you dip it into the hot water And it's good But then once you're done <laughs> Doing so much dipping It's like a sad sack <laughs>
13: it sits like cold and wrinkled on your fucking countertop exactly Sometimes it
10: explodes <laughs> Hell yeah it's all some sad kablooey just laying out
13: there they're not always the same size either.
7: that almost makes sense that almost makes sense so now okay both of you guys are single you're a married single how the fuck are you really a married single like are you married like you have a wife
10: no i'm married i have a wife i have another wife and i have another wife
7: oh okay like that and <laughs> yeah. do, they, do they all know know about each other
10: I have four wives and they all know about each other
7: damn like that (laughs) absolutely
10: are they in other countries no they're all in this country
7: that's tight do they all like get together like on like a polyamorous thing like
10: you should have seen thanksgiving
7: did everybody get together?
10: Yeah, we all got together. Should it was.
7: Beautiful. Are you being fucking for real with me right now? No. Like, don't lie to me. I'm gullible. I'm hella gullible. <laughs> because you're looking at me straight in the eyes and
13: you're like that keeping a straight beautiful. ass face. Like, how like, is that like, possible? <laughs> so you have
7: like three wives, like legitly. Like, no, four. Four
13: wives. Four wives. Four. I'm thinking about like bigamy laws and shit like that. Like, how are you? I mean, See, that's, I mean, that's problem. I'm, I'm sure
7: you're not married to all of them, but they're all like part no, of your
10: I'm team. No, I'm married to all of them. All four of them. Legally in this
13: country Married to all of them
10: Yes See the problem is People overthink things Sometimes Life is really simple You just have to Really enjoy it It's too short You just have to enjoy it And so When you have people That are on the same Wavelength right there, saying as that you, right there. you know That's what I'm saying? tricky right
7: there That's tricky right yeah. there I'm just gonna jump in That's tricky yeah. I'm gonna let you finish but that's tricky. That's a real nigga saying that. Oh, life is simple. You just gotta keep it simple. Here's my other bitch. Here's my other bitch. Here's my other bitch. Keep intricate. it simple, bitch. Keep it simple. You get Tuesday. <laughs> she get Thursday. I'm gonna go out and do comedy on Friday. That bitch gets Saturday. I'm doing comedy on Sunday. Like, okay, but go ahead. What you mean is simple? How the fuck is that simple?
10: No, I, I am married though. I have a beautiful wife. One wife. I told you I had four. Four wives. <laughs> Shut four wives.
7: The fuck nigga, now you got me. Now you bullshit. Look,
10: I have a beautiful wife okay and three ugly ones
7: this motherfucker <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> is this your one wife and then she has like four different personalities
10: no four different bodies my beautiful wife is the queen of
13: everything and you're legally married to her and the other ones are just bitches See, see, y'all overthinking it. Once
10: again, I told y'all what it is, but you overthinking it. So
7: you pay everybody's bills. You be working so overtime. No,
10: no, we work together. It's a team. Is it ever. all in the same household? It's a team effort.
7: All in the same household.
10: It's a team effort.
7: So, Who's, sh- whose name is the bills under? Everybody. See, y'all overthinking <laughs> <That's-> it. <laughs>
10: See, that's the kid's see, job right the there. You y'all y'all Ray, making it all too You got to put Ray
7: Kwan on there because that nigga ain't got no credit yet. Put him on that DirecTV bill. E-
10: exactly. You see, know? the way my credit is set up, I can't really, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really go into all of that. See, when you have a sub 300 score,
5: damn, it's, 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 it's,
10: it's hard to have a whore. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so I have wives. Okay, okay. Got it, got it, got
13: it. -hmm. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not gonna act like I would never, like, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I would never do sexual favors with somebody from like Equifax or (laughs) (laughs) Trump. People out here like <laughs> talking about Harvey Weinstein did this and that. You know, I get it on one hand, but it's just like, what about for shit that matters? Like a credit score. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, mean, right. I, will, I will suck everyone's dick at Sally May. Just get rid of my fucking student you, loans, you, bud. Like, you like, know so what I'm with saying? You on that? Just, no, I, I, ain't, I so won't with suck no you. dick, but I'm just saying though.
10: <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? That's legit. But you know, but, but but that's real shit though. It's like people get so hung up, overthinking shit. You know what I mean? And people don't realize. I mean. I lost my virginity to Betty White and all these people complaining about who molested them and all this shit. Did did you hear my name out there talking about Betty White? You know what I'm saying? She used to take me to Applebee's and everything. You know what I'm saying? I had my first Applebee's meal with Betty White. Do you hear me out there complaining, putting her name out there like that? Hell no. And then when when I grew up, when I grew up, when I grew up and realized what Betty White did for me, I called her up and I said, you know what? Thank you for being a friend. You stupid. (laughs) stupid. That's a good one. You stupid. (laughs) That shit was hella corny, but I had to do it, Thank you
7: for being a a friend. friend. Travel down down the road and back again.
10: Boom, 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 boom.
7: Your heart is true. You're a a pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a friend. friend. And (laughs) if I threw a party.
10: Dum, dum, invited
7: everyone knew. I don't know all the lyrics You would see the biggest gift would be from me And the card kind attached of would say Thank you for
5: being a
10: friend Oh, <laughs> oh my god, we're not even playing. I can't even watch Golden here. Girls the same like everybody else <laughs> Shut up! Betty White Obviously this nigga lying <laughs> Oh my
7: god You <laughs> hey. funny You happy though You was like "But buddy White did hey. for me I was like that's so that's sweet. why you know what I'm saying she that's, was hot back in her day too right? Betty she's still she still bankable. Everybody would still do her. Well, you know why would do is
10: nobody. I won't Biden. bang her in the in same dog. sense that everybody thinks though. I bang her like from the side because that's where all of me at now. You know what like I'm saying in
13: her like in her rolls.
10: Yeah, her under her under rib, her You know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. that's that's where you know got that underfold. fold. Yeah, she got like one on the left side of her rib, the third rib. I'm sure she'd be extra soft.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever had like head from a girl with no teeth?
10: I have not, no. but I heard it's amazing. <coughs> my, I know. My, no, I'm good. Thank you. I just My cousin. To ask that. My cousin. Um not my cousin it's a dude I call my cousin but I kind of grew up with him on the streets mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when you grew up on the streets of Oakland and y'all both witness a murder y'all cousins you know what I'm saying that's how it go <laughs> if you're yeah. so dope or witness a murder you cousins now you right, right that's how right. It family They're it's, exactly and you do everything just like blood cousins except send them shit when they go to jail don't put right. nothing on their books right. you know what I mean oh man you ain't my cousin and fuck you <laughs> and that's when you just back off but you know but uh but yeah you know it, he told me you know it went down like that okay. and it was a chick with no teeth that's what's up yeah but see i got betty wife before all the teeth was gone. Okay. okay so i don't know what that's like yeah was, okay okay before
13: before dentures and implants and shit before all that wow to see, so how young end, are you i am
10: 59
13: <laughs>
7: 59 years old wow i'm 52 mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
10: No, I'm just joking. I'm 61. I'm 61. I know. I know. 61.
7: Yeah. You look about 59. Yeah, you look, yeah. You look good for 61. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. You moisturize. Yeah. This is a all day, okay? It's, that, it's that, But y'all motherfuckers th- really wanted to know this nigga like 30, 36, 36. I think we said 37
10: outside of. I appreciate that. Thank you. Did we say 37 really outside appreciate. of the... Yeah, hot what was dog it, the last, the last
7: shit. thing we was at on uh, was a Thirsty Thursday.
10: Yeah, Ace Spoon
7: Comedy. Ace Thirsty comedy Thursday. 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 I'll be there next week. I'm so excited. Next week, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Be there next week. See, on. and you guys heard her tear it up on the mic right now. If you guys want to see, like I'm telling you, you guys got to start going to some local comedy I'm spots, to tell local you. music spots. Unfortunately, there are 6,500 of us bacon people, and not everybody deserves that title. We got to stop. Top. We got to start, you know, letting everybody in the club because they some. Of giving us a bad name let's keep it real they make it real hard for us I already told you know a couple of them like and they were like why are you being so mean to some of these people and I'm like I'm not being mean I'm being realistic I'm just letting this uh, person know that like nobody likes her set you guys are trying to be nice at awkward open mics because you want them to go up like what's the point like when we go to a real big audition and he's the first in line and you're the last one in line you can't get in Mm -mm. because you're the last in line you are really gonna resent the fact that you welcome this motherfucker." Of the club and he's at the beginning of the line. Ooh. Exactly. And and then you walk no out talk. the audition and everybody did a good audition except for that
10: motherfucker. So you're yeah. like,
7: god damn it, why are you in my spot?
10: Wasted everybody's time.
7: Wasted my time. I got a $73 ticket for
10: this shit. Exactly. When I started you had to earn your way in. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm still new in the game, but you gotta earn your way in. First of all, you gotta hope somebody puts you on to get your first three to five minutes. Yeah. And if you kill, yes. then you get invited back and then you get invited back to another show and then after that then you start expanding. Yep, yep but these be coming up here on open mics and all of a sudden they're a comedian right Uh I hate that shit nah nah
7: I think I think that's the reason why I like Ivy so much is because I think we've connected on a level that's not money okay Mm -hmm. I seen way too many females that females and males that Mm -hmm. are not that fucking good, quite frankly. Seriously, that yeah. want the first question is how much does this pay? Yeah, and you're like not a goddamn thing, bitch. Exactly. I am giving you time. Can you or can you not make it? Because the show may or may not make money, but what I'm doing is advertising and giving people life. And I'm advertising myself so I can eventually come into a movie. Just like you want to advertise yourself, so you can eventually come into a movie. Like all these little shows we go to. Ivy, she she knows. Okay, so now let's get to Ivy. Okay, so Ivy, you are in school- Uh, you you work full time. Yep. And you're a mother. Yes. Ooh and you wee. go to so many comedy shows. Yeah, I do. Ooh like wee. for yourself and supporting other people. And on the drop of the dime, if you say Ivy, I need help with my eyebrows, will you meet me at Sephora? You go, yay! I'll be there Ooh. in 20 minutes. She yeah. sound like
10: one of my wives, dude. Damn.
7: She's fucking amazing. So <laughs> you're too kind, dude. You're way too fucking kind. Seriously, like, no. Like you're you're OG, and that's exactly what why
13: you're taking the steps up. And that's, that's real talk, you know, like I've had a lot of humbling things happen over the years. Like, uh, I don't think a lot of people know this. Uh, I think I've said this maybe on my Facebook once or twice, but uh, the first time I picked up a mic was actually 2006. So this is like years ago before I even knew about bacon, obviously before Facebook was a thing. And really the way that I got started was, uh, I started out in theater, I was a theater kid. Mm -hmm. And a guy that was a a comedian who was actually in that theater community, he ran a workshop. And so from there, a bunch of us that took that workshop, then were released out into the wild to become like stand-up comics. Mm -hmm. some of us were more successful than others. Uh-huh. I got pregnant after like six months. So, yeah, I was just like, uh okay, was that, well. Was that lumberjack dude? <laughs> no,
7: not a lumberjack dude. She's wearing a lumberjack shirt. Yeah, no notice that? Right? Like, no, She but... looks like the brawny bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do,
7: I do. And you know, he it's like he ordered a mail order bride right there. He's like, you wear what I wear, bitch, right that's now. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, putting,
13: I'm putting out into the world what I want to receive. Hey, that's and right. I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting so out. Absolutely. Poop- I'm serving. I'm serving fucking lumberjack stees because yeah. I would like lumberjacks to serve their stees into me. Um, and so where was I calling? Aisha, motivation. Hey, for real, for real. See, it's contagious. It is. You gotta.
7: You gotta motivate people around you. You know, and and unfortunately, sometimes people are motivated in different kind of ways. Uh, and with being motivated in different kind of ways, sometimes you're nice. Sometimes you're mean. Sometimes you're. You just motivate so although like I motivate like and put out energy to you guys in different ways other people hear my motivation in different ways like for example when I say hey you know if you hear ever hear me say something negative it's not technically that I'm trying to say negative things I'm trying to get over negative things and beyond that, that woosah level completely like I see myself meditating on the beach working out on the beach like just like having an amazing amazing just like journey into the world, but sometimes you meet cats that do the same set over and over and over and never... Embellish, never develop, never change. Uh And you eventually find the same crowd, and the same crowd is not laughing technically at you. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they're laughing like with each other because they're Snapchatting it word for word and they're Mm -hmm. enjoying each other's laughter. And you're not funny, but you're not seeing it out there. So at times I had said things, you know, to some guys that actually. They would make me go last because the crowd would leave when I left. So they would get pissed off that I would get there three hours later go on right away when the comedy started and then the crowd would leave so they would automatically get pissed off at that so then they were like okay fine we'll make Aisha go last so they would make me go last and the crowd would be like 30-40 you know these are local teens and stuff that are like waiting for me Mm -hmm. waiting for my fucking honesty Mm -hmm. what it really is they need that and I would get up there and I would motivate I'd be like you guys whatever you guys want to do you know like you could totally do it you over there you got a great voice I need you to bring that shit out a little bit more how you sound in the shower in the car I need you to bring that out to us next time mm-hmm. you know and I'd go up there and give them a minute of motivation and then uh, and then like start into my story or whatever the case was or I would do that at the end usually mm-hmm. either way these guys would get up this like group of five or six comedians would get up and they would leave as soon as I got on the mic mm-hmm. and I'd be like oh you're welcome for me going lust for these motherfuckers to stay for me
2: and they'd be like
7: yeah yeah we stayed for you and and then and then I'd be like that's okay I want you guys to know that you guys this set sucks nobody's laughing at you come back with a better set next week maybe we'll really laugh at something and I would really like tear them up and like I would fucking I would tear them up as they're walking out and I'd be like what you say motherfucker I'd just be like talking shit Mm -hmm. and and my world I would literally go right back to talking to these guys and I'd be like hey guys you already know I'm trying to motivate them. Exactly. <laughs> you motivation. know, they you know they do yeah. the stupidest shit and they need to come up with better shit and you know they have a star within them but they just need to come up with some new shit and yeah. we're comedians and we should be able to find things and, and everything that were funny and I'd go back on in the motivation and how you can inspire and in different kind of ways and everything and all these guys steady hate me forever, forever, forever but when they get up on the mic, they do different things.
10: Exactly because the thing is, it's like only an insecure motherfucker can hear some criticism and go get butt hurt like that. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? exactly. It's like if you're secure within yourself, you can t- you're can. you open to criticism. You want to get feedback from whoever, especially one of your peers, you know what I mean? Or somebody that's been in the game longer than you. Yeah. You know, I'm open to learning from anybody, anything in life. You know, if it's somebody that's 10 years younger than me, you know what I mean? Somebody like 40 years old, 45 years old, you know what I mean? I can learn something from them. Just like I learned something from Betty White when I was, you know, Shut 17. Stupid. You know what I'm saying
7: <laughs> we want to get to know you Not your lies You know get, what I mean Get it's that shit
10: Yeah Come shout on. out to my wife Kelly Hey, hey what's up Kelly. girl I hear you out there Kelly Rowland hey, <laughs> Is
7: what we talking
13: about I She's think,
7: like Oh lover She's nah.
13: hot She's hot, she's hot. <laughs> I, I mean I think people people get motivated by different, I think one of the things that people, uh, something I've noticed in between when I first started comedy, like 10 years ago. And then when I came back, like a couple, maybe like a year or two ago, like I literally, I didn't come back until my kid was, he's going to be 10. So yeah, like seven or eight, I didn't come back. Like I literally was like, I have no time to do this. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, I I want, I I don't want to come back until I can go into it the way that I, that I would have done it at 26. Like I would have gone hard. So I mean, you see me now going hard, right? Yeah. But like something that I noticed, that's, you know, maybe it was happening back then and maybe I just didn't notice it because I've never really tried to put myself out in that mix is that I think people get so caught up in appearing to do well and what they think they look like to other people rather than what they should be focusing on, which you is know. basically stay low and build. Right, exactly. right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. I think you know like i know that there were a lot of people around me back then that you know they they want i mean understandably they want to put themselves out there they want to make a name for themselves but it's crazy because you had people that were in the comedy game like all of two months and all of a sudden like I gotta create a fan page for myself like what really right. like, like you've gone to like <laughs> 10 open mics like <laughs> h- how are you gonna call yourself a real comedian like right. I did not feel I'll tell you guys this right now like I did not feel comfortable referring to myself as a comedian for years because I'm like no a comedian that's Margaret Cho that's Dave Chappelle that's Chris Rock you know what I mean that's that's, that's real shit it's only been in maybe the last couple of years where I felt comfortable when people would introduce me as that's Ivy that's the comedian like Mhm. I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like you know what I mean. I I stopped. I stopped being like weird about it. I'm just like you know what. This is what I. This is one of the things I want to do with my life. So you embrace it. Bring it. Bring it.
7: Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when when we say go hard, guys, I don't know how any of you guys, if you guys really know at home, because like I said, there's 6,500 of the comedians, but not everybody listening is a comedian. So when we say go hard, we mean it's fucking expensive. Expensive. It's rough. It's rough. It's expensive. Like, it's. It's like. We're trying to achieve our dream of becoming a comedian, and with becoming a a comedian is a branch of things, which is the actress in movies, you know, Mm -hmm. um, newscasters, radio shows. There's oh, sex therapists, sex therapists, Mm -hmm. voiceovers. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a million branch out things that we want to become from this comedian, and there's a lot of people that we hit mics with that were like you're not doing this for those reasons you don't see the oracle arena full of people you don't see that you don't have that passion in you why are you wasting everybody's time you're up here fooling around wasting this eight minutes I could be home with my kid eight minutes sooner which I don't have a kid that's what Ivy or anybody (laughs) would say (laughs) you know so some of these cats are a waste of fucking time and when it comes down to that it's not only that they're a waste of time for like us as comedians to listen but as the regular people you guys are going out to see these shows and you see this jacked up ass bullshit cat that doesn't have the visions that we have mm-hmm. where we want all these branched out things from this they don't have that particular vision they're just doing this to have fun or just to whatever they're just doing it to jack around or because everybody else is fucking doing it yeah. all of a sudden you meet somebody you've been doing it for years and they're like I've been thinking about doing comedy for years I uh,
10: fucking hate you oh know? and it's like that's oh, great you're a comedian I'm funny too let me tell you something and then they come with some bullshit it's so stupid or are you a comedian tell me a joke right now
13: be yeah. funny say something funny say something funny it's so fucking stupid you know what I always think of oh whenever somebody God. comes at me with that I always think back to that uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where he tries where he tries to like step up to um, what's his friend mm-hmm. D.L. Hewley like he tries to go up at the club and he ends up making a fucking fool of himself exactly and it's just like that's I mean I, I'm, I clearly grew up in the 90s but like that's the one oh, thing oh, that seriously. goes to my mind every time right I'm I I,
10: fucked this lady up one time um, I was promoting my show uh and I was over at this one club I won't say the club's name because they're regulars over there but I was like um, inviting them to the show it's like Uh hey you know and one of the ladies was like "Um, "Um, you're a comedian you gotta say something funny before I come to your show I say for real what do you do for a living she said I'm a real estate broker I said for real why don't you close a deal right now Sell a house for me right now, uh, uh, and then her friend looked at it and said, "Oh, he got you, girl." I was like, I was like "Hold on, you know that's how, that's not how it works. I don't just bust out uh-uh. telling you uh-uh. jokes for free. You come check out my show." uh uh-uh. yeah, yep, you know? yep, yep. And I end up making her laugh later on anyway because I was just in a laughing mood. But it don't work like that. I don't it don't just work bust like out that. A spot tap dancer for you right. Oh, funny girl, up. funny boy, make me laugh. Like, like that's not how it works. Like, bitch, you can't close a house right now, bitch. <laughs> right? For me right now, you can't give me a loan. Right, a loan broker. Why don't you close me a loan right now? Right, you can't. Dude, I
13: can't tell you a joke right now. Right? Here's the thing about comedians like uh I think you know I think I can't speak for everybody, but I know that as far as who I am on stage versus who I am off stage, I feel completely like completely different. Completely different. Completely different. different. Mm-hmm. Like I think some people, some people that meet me, you know, expect me to be like super outgoing, talking about like intense. dicks and
7: yeah, all really day, intense. Like, dick mm-hmm. in my mouth, just, just like, I want to <laughs> bite
13: it. <laughs> just, <laughs> like I, you know, like, <laughs> like they ask me, to, like, they, asked me, they asked me to sign their titty, and instead, like I put like fucking teeth marks, teeth marks in it, like. <laughs> but no you know I'm I, I, mean, I am that way around I'm certain people day. but it's just like with people I don't know like I'm super I'm super like I'm super like introverted you know what I mean or yeah. like just chill and it's weird that people uh, I try <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird that people don't make that distinction between the person they see on stage and like I don't like not that you know I don't I don't know if I'll ever achieve this level of fame but I can sort of see why people don't like meet and greets mm. I can see why it's exhausting to them because they have to always be on and it's so exhausting to fucking be on if no, that's yeah. not how the fuck you actually act.
10: Right? Exactly.
7: Right? Yeah. Exactly.
10: No, that's true. That's right? why they do cocaine in Hollywood. Ay, <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah, they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They that's start cocaine crazy. off the of nipples and booties and booty shit. Booty holes. Dicks. You know what I'm saying? That's
7: how the girls take it in the ass, make it easier. Exactly. That's all they want is the gay sex in Hollywood, but they want to pretend like they're not gay. It's so a little fucking woman in the ass. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all my mm-hmm. ex was. Mm-hmm. Fucking sucks. Exactly. Every time I turn around touching my booty hole, nigga, what you touching my butt? For. I'm sorry, he's not a nigga, too. That's just my word. I like to say nigga, but he is a white boy. Okay, most white boys will generally touch your booty right, That's a white niggas, too, man. Mm-mm. For real. This, they, he was a nigga. Mm-hmm. And you know, actually, he said that it, the ER word a couple of times. Uh oh. Oh, he got slapped. Uh oh. He got slapped.
10: <laughs> my just, eyes go hella wide just now. Like, <laughs> wow, yeah, Ivy's like, wide. <laughs> right. <laughs> <They> turn around. <laughs> I was like, what is that?
13: With a hard R? Hell with with no. a hard R.
7: Like, Ooh. you're acting like a, uh, you're like, your heart drops. You don't know what to do. Like that's this. because he wanted that hard dick. That's Dude, why. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But no, he said it to me. Mm-hmm. To yeah. me. So Ooh. that's why he got to slap. And that's why, you know, some of my sets, I'd be like, I'm not afraid of domestic violence. Like mm-hmm. I was going to say, you stabbed him, right? I'm not a cop collar. Ain't nobody getting no domestic violence over yeah, here. Fuck uh, that. I'm feeling a body slam. Yo, ask you, yeah. what, you want to wrestle, nigga? You want exactly. to wrestle? Call me what you want
10: call me you will call me porch monkey i'm getting to get you right now to get dipped on your neck right fucking
13: fucking huh? fuck gun dude i think Duh. people should learn how to fucking just that'd fist be great fight. right thank you thank you that's we what i've always said i mean it's fight. not like it's not like I, it's not like i've never shot a gun before in my life like i used to go like i had a I have a girlfriend who's um she's from la her dad is a her dad used to he's retired now but he used to work he used to work in corrections mm-hmm. and so what we would do on the weekends when we would visit her sometimes uh is he would take a shooting mm-hmm. so i've grown up around guns uh i grew up up, not with a house that had guns but like my uncles they all had guns and things like that. I mean, my dad's like the square of his family so ain't no guns there but he had a lot of hammers and shit mm-hmm. so which i realized were also makeshift weapons and yeah. so we knew where the guns were we knew not to fuck with them and it's crazy that you see like all this gun shit happening now like assault rifles and shit like that. i'm just like whatever happened to people just like getting up the padlocks and the fucking vaseline and just scrapping in the yeah. street we what need to bring to we need to bring that back yeah because yeah. I, what
10: know, happened to chicks fighting in the street and a and windmill and, and the titties falling out what happened that
7: World shit. World star. No. Windmill. You know
10: what I'm <laughs> I want to see some windmill with titties flopping uh, out. You dog, know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. And the dudes, I mean, you so right, Ivy. I mean, because I mean, back in the day, if you couldn't fight, you couldn't even hang out with nobody. Nah, you can't. You know no, what I'm saying? Nah. If yep, you couldn't you fight, you would get your ass whooped every day until you learn how to fight, yeah. and then everybody respects you. Now everybody your friend. Yes. Yep, yep. Back in my
7: day, we are called the garden block, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's really silly, but what we would do is we everybody would, you would either do it at one person's house, or everybody would collectively do it. Now, if you're just doing it like at my house, for example, me and my brothers would go get all of our blankets out of the rooms, and we would move all of the furniture out of the front room and set up all the blankets everywhere and it'd be like and he called us the fat crew don't ask me why mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously we're fat right no but it's fun right so mm-hmm. they would I mean they get a kick out of it too because they like to pick us up so they would me Sasha Sarah Sheree, Janae we'd have like four or five Laquita, bitches up in there all, y'all. all them bitches would be we'd be <laughs> up in there and then they'd ha- he'd have like Ray Bubba Carlos James Burns like Ricky like whoever would be in there and all of a sudden we'd be like you know corner to corner and then we start fighting yeah. and we would like really be wrestling cause you know that's when WWE yeah. was like yeah. The yeah. shit yeah. Yeah. right yeah. fucking yeah. suck it Huck like do you Huck know what The Rock is cooking like The Rock fem- is the shit yep yep that's anybody I am so in love with The Rock I don't care that's how, my I don't dude. care how that's big my his dick d- is that's my he dude he ain't even gotta use it ever I just wanna live coexistently with him and just yeah. rub his body with you oils you you want him to put some coconut oil
10: on it and slap it on your face coconut time. oil
7: all over his body i'll give him bass and <laughs> rose petals he seems nice Like he's his feet he seems amazing he seems dude. like a cool guy i mean what yeah. else do you expect though from somebody that was born him. in hayward hey. he's from hayward oh is he yeah. oh, that's yeah. why he's fucking bomb yeah. okay
10: <laughs> he's right from the bay for sure Shit. yeah he's I am a cool ass Wikipedia dude just to make sure but I, he, Wikipedia.
0: And be excited, he's a hilarious guy and uh, his wife is so sweet and they make a mean steak, I'm telling you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ken Suzuki!
11: Hardware, children's wear, ladies' lingerie. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. Going down.